no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. to the very essentials on today's show we predict which bears free agents will stay or go and much much more what's good press hey man i'm pretty good over here dub super bowl sunday i'm looking forward to all the festivities man you know i had to pull up out here to vegas man i'm a uh, dog tired right now it's super <laughs> early went out last night he dub so all this <laughs> man you got your boy out here on this pod this is this is like some last minute last minute you know hey I mean? man but, I had to pull up. I feel you, bro. The time difference. Listen, bro. I didn't go to bed till a couple hours ago. So, <laughs> audience, <laughs> I love y'all. You know what I mean? I love y'all. When I, when he dubbed, when I was like texting back and forth about what time to jump on, and I was like, man, let's let's jump on about ten o'clock. Then I'm thinking like, fuck, that's eight o'clock a.m. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> man, this ain't Central Time Zone. You old, bro, man. Uh, uh, but you know what? It's all good. I want to get this day knocked out so we can get it out to the audience. And uh, again, man, I just I just wish one of these Super Bowl Sundays, man, we could be talking about our team and not other teams. But you know what? One day. One day. You know. <laughs> we're going to keep hope alive on that one, Perez. It's been a minute, though, but we're going to keep hope alive. A minute? It's been hours. <laughs> <laughs> Days. <laughs> years. Oh my God. But you know what, audience? We're gonna keep the vibes positive over here on this <laughs> on this Super Bowl Sunday. But Ada, with the Super Bowl being in mind, I got a bone to pick with some of our local Chicago media. Ooh. I'm like, man, just because you get a credential to come down here to these type of events, just like how you and I were talking about the senior bowl, don't get in these rooms and act a goddamn fool. These guys get in these rooms, A dub. And asking Nagy and Mahomes and anybody that they can talk to what the Bears should do with the quarterback situation. Should they keep <laughs> Justin? Should they trade for Caleb? And I'm sitting here like, I know your bosses are probably telling you to ask these type of questions. But see, this is why you and I, A-Dub, are just so unique in this game. Because we ain't got no bosses telling us to go ask no goofy-ass shit like that. Right. And it pisses me off because it makes us look like a joke that we're sitting over here turning the Super Bowl and its festivities and taking these teams' attention away from their matchup and asking us some shit about a team that they don't give a fuck about. The fact that you over here asking Patrick Mahomes a question about a, a quarterback for a team that passed him up. I wouldn't give him the benefit. I wouldn't even give him the benefit of asking him no question like that. You know, deep down inside, Patrick Mahomes over there, happy to see what's going on with the Bears. He's like, yeah, you know what? I hope they never find a fucking quarterback. <laughs> look, you match with Holmes, you're feeling good about that, saying, look, they passed up on me. I'm back in the Super Bowl again. Again. Right. Got a chance to win it again. Come on, man. You're feeling pretty good about yourself, you know, and the decision that you made by going there to Kansas City. So at the end of the day, we got to be better than that. Let it be Chicago business. Let Chicago deal with what Chicago got to deal with. Like, I know everybody's got stories to write. Same here for us. 
I just think that the Super Bowl could have been covered from a Chicago local angle a little bit better. You got former Bears players that are on these rosters. You got Matt Nagy there. I just thought that the things could have been covered a little bit differently. But, hey, you know what? Hey, people earn their money the way that they feel like they need to. It just, for me, it just didn't sit right. I just thought it was a bit of a clown show when I saw yeah. a lot of that stuff coming out. And I'm not going to name that outlet. Everybody that has Twitter, you know who the outlet is. They <laughs> do things the way that they see fit. All I can tell you is that's not how we rock it here, DB and Chicago State of Mind. That's just not how we do things. I feel you on that, though, bro, without a doubt. But I do understand why people are asking Nagy questions. You know, of course, you know, he was the coach here, you know, um, at one point and working with Justin Fields. So, you know, you, you're going to get, he's going to get those questions. But at the end of the day, why do I care what they think? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Why would you care? About a, a guy who got let go by the Chicago Bears and who they, who they done moved on from. Come on, man. It's like, really? You want his opinion? All right. You you asking for a can of worms or you looking for a little drama here? And that's what it is. They're looking for the clickbait and all that good stuff. So, you know, whatever. Right. And we're talking about it right now. So, I guess, in, in fact, they're probably like, oh, you guys are talking about it. Well, we talking about y'all. We talking about you in a good way. Right. <laughs> But I guess with that being said, I mean, we got to address the elephant in the room as we've talked about on the most recent episodes. The Caleb Williams talk to Chicago is becoming stronger and stronger. We're seeing more and more reports where basically some NFL insiders are now saying the Bears are zeroing in on Caleb Williams at number one. And for me, I'm wondering if that's like a smoke screen that Ryan Poles is sending out because we haven't even had the combine yet. We haven't even had the interviews yet. I can't imagine that they've already figured out what they want to do with the quarterback spot yet. I mean, it's still early. And I think at this point, you know, you still got options on your hands, right? And I think Ryan Pohl still got things to deal with from the standpoint of how much value do others outside of Chicago look at that number one draft pick. So I can't say he's really keen on Williams per se, but I do understand that if he's, that's the message being sent out there for his, is to probably increase that value of that number one draft. The more people want it, you know, the more you probably can get back that you and I talked about before. So it's like, hey, whatever it takes right now. But I'm quite sure he has not made a final decision on what he want to do at that quarterback position just yet. I mean, he got so much to weigh out, bro. It's a lot. And then to your point with Kayla Williams, I'm quite sure they still get film on this guy still at this point, you know, but making sure that if they were to go that direction, he got to be the right guy, you know? That they probably are still doing their background checks. You know how these teams yep. are. They're they're talking to people that you know that know him, the people that know of him. You you want to just have all those conversations. You want to vet all that stuff out. I'm guaranteeing you, bro. They still haven't finished all that. If the Bears decide that they're going to pass on Caleb Williams and trade that draft pick, then either that means that the Bears they may think that sticking with Justin Fields may be the solution, or a guy like Drake May or Jaden Daniels may be good suitable options. But just because they don't draft Caleb Williams number one doesn't mean that they potentially could be out on a rookie quarterback in the draft. So that's one thing that I do want to keep top of mind with the audience because you never know where they would trade back to in that draft. And I know a lot of us want them to go after a Marvin Harrison Jr., which I hope that's what they end up doing. You just never know what Ryan Poles has up his sleeve. That Drake mate, that dude's a bad mother. You know what, bro? And he can definitely ball out too. So I know a lot of people are sold on Caleb Williams, though, but you just hit it on the guy that, you know what, could possibly have a better career down the road. The only thing about him, though, it's just uh, I have nightmares from the last time we drafted a quarterback from that school, so I don't know. <laughs>
<laughs> That's always tough right there, bro. Always. And you know me, man. I hug it in with Mitch, but we we know what it is when it came to that situation. I'm not even gonna get into all that, but let's just say that I'm not so sold on that aspect of things. And I'm just hoping that Justin turns out to be the guy that we give another shot to. Because in my opinion, and I brought this up on the last show, ain't up. If you pass up on Caleb, get that draft haul, you can still go address the quarterback position next year, potentially, right? Yeah. I know some people say, oh, the quarterback class isn't as strong next year. Well, you know, you don't know. The season hasn't started. There's all type of guys that emerge. You know how it goes. So we can always address the quarterback situation next draft if things don't work out the way that they want to adjust the fields this season. I'm with you there, Perez, because everyone keeps thinking they drafted the next Mahomes, man. And that ain't always the case, bro. It's a hard thing to do when you talk about picking that next big thing quarterback, man. You just don't know how it's going to turn out. So to your point, you know what? If we decide to stick with Justin, you're right. Let's give it a try again next season and see what happens there. Because I'll tell you one thing, man. Boy, they put a lot of pressure on whoever it is. Because if you if they end up drafting Caleb number one, Look at all the pressure they put on this man to break the quarterback curse here in Chicago. <laughs> what Kanye said, no one man should have all that power. What? Uh-uh. I'm not putting that on him. Shit. And if you Caleb Williams, you don't want all that pressure on you as well. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I go somewhere else, they won't be talking about the quarterback like this, right? Apparently, Chicago, of course, we know, have had quarterback issues for quite some time. It's like, man, I don't want to be the guy that they're weighing on to come and save the day. That's a lot of pressure, man, for a rookie quarterback. But one thing I will tell you, man, I, I've been doing a lot of homework on the situation with his family, a lot of talk out there about his father and how his father kind of navigates his career. I will say this, man, his father's like a baby LeVar Ball in the sense that he's very strategic and how he's kind of helping his son kind of navigate things. Even like I was reading how he made the decision of which high school to play for, right? And it was based mm -hmm. off of the type of offense that they ran, how it had pro principals in the offense versus the other school that they were primarily thought that he was going to go to. And his dad was really breaking down how they would utilize his son the best, right? These are the things that matter. Even with him going to USC, these decisions they made, they made these decisions with the fact of putting him in the best position possible, right? So you hear now you have all this talk about, well, Caleb don't want to come to Chicago. And a lot of that shit is probably just bullshit, you know? And so you don't know what's true, because this is lion season. You can't believe any of the news and reports and the speculation that come out, because everybody's just throwing bullshit out. Right. So my thing is, if you don't hear from the player direct, then don't believe any of this noise that you hear out there because that's all it is is noise. A lot of people looking for, as you always say, man, that clickbait. And people will say anything, man. And hopefully they're looking to say something that might stick or resonate with a lot of people. So from a Kayla Williams standpoint, you know, we ain't heard much from the guy. We can't say. That's why I can't wait to get over to the combine. I can't wait. I know it's going to probably have about a thousand people at his podium. Yep. <laughs> at the combine, that shit's gonna be ridiculous. You know, you know how much access we were getting at the Senior Bowl, and people were complaining about that. She, these motherfuckers ain't seen nothing yet when we get to the combine. And you got <laughs> to get one question, and he may, might hear it, might respond to it. Like that shit is crazy. I just can't imagine he gonna have probably a huge uh, podium, 
Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to have a huge podium, but it's going to be crazy at the combine. But you know what? I just hope that these top players are ready for that. If they're not, it's a good time to get ready, you know. But yeah, man, I'm quite sure everyone's inter- interested in hearing what these top players has to say, man. And um, I just hope that, you know, these players stay true to themselves, man, and what they really want to do. And don't give a lot of these many people something to run back with and to use it against them, you know. So that's always the tough part as well, because you're going to get the good media, but you're also going to get something they're looking for, some, a little trouble, right? Yeah. So um, it just comes with the territory, man. So I just hope those guys are ready for it. Yeah, you know what a lot of these top prospects, man, they hire these type agents. These agents probably have got them prepping right now, right? Go yep. what to say, what not to say. I mean, you know, from being out of the Super Bowl, a lot of these guys, until you had, like, a, let me say that again. A lot of these guys down there, unless you had a personal relationship with them or you kind of had a good rapport, they were giving you canned responses, right? Yeah. The same, repeat the same answer over and over again, unless you were able to break through that. And we were able to do that with some of the people that we interviewed. But again, it just goes to show you that these guys are being coached up. They're not just yeah. on the field, but off the field as well. And that's mad respect to the people in their circle, man. The agents, et cetera, just giving them good advice on how to maneuver through all that noise. Shit, you better be because, like you said, you're going to have some media out there. You make one little misstep and you go <laughs> you go viral. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's all it takes, man. You're like, wait a minute. I'm trying to become a top draft pick, man. I don't need all that extra on my name. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Man. We found out that Devin Hester finally is elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But I tell you what, the AW know me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. I got something to say. <laughs> Go for it. Should have been a first-timer. Should have been a first-timer. But he made it, what, third time on the ballot? Want to get your thoughts. Mr. Superman himself getting into the Hall of Fame. But I'm still mad, Press, just like you are. Because you're right, man. A guy like him who's the best at what he does, there is no way, no way he has to wait to get on the ballot a third time to be a Hall of Famer. Come on, man. We got to look at the, the situation and say, who are true first ballot Hall of Famers, man? And the work that he's done as a return guy, Perez, you got to give it to him, man. He is the best that we ever seen in that role. We're talking about special teams. There's no one better. We're talking about from his rookie year, Perez, all the way through, man, for the most part. So it's like, look, this kid has shown us a lot, man, and to have to wait to the third time to get in, I'm a little disappointed with that, man. Am I happy that he's in? Of course I'm happy he's in, but come on, man. We got to get it right when we talk about the timing of when these guys get in, man. You got to be fair about that. So to me, that's the between a first by the Hall of Famer Perez and a second yep. and third by the Hall of Famer. That's all I'm saying. That's right, because that's the thing that people hang their hat on. You brought up a really good point when you talked about the fact that this guy was the greatest to play in his position. That's not cap. Right. Anybody that knows that era of football, knows the teams would not kick the ball to Devin. If they make the mistake and somehow the ball got back there to him, he made them pay. Like, <laughs> it was just an exciting time, bro. People didn't go to the restroom at Soldier Field on kickoffs. They do that shit now. Right. Brian Urlacher and Lance Briggs and those guys, they all talked about how they would even be sitting there watching, waiting to see what he was going to do. That Bears defense, these dudes probably just came off the field. And they're still sitting over there like looking to be entertained. That right. shows you how great this guy was. When that music would come on, when they crank that soldier boy and he start 
you know what I'm saying, cranking from one side to the other side. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Showtime. You know what I mean? And guess what? You can't wear 23 in this motherfucking city and not put on. And that man put on for that you no. Know, now I know Roshan, I know you rocking that jersey now, bro. Come on. <laughs> Come on. But listen, Devin has to put off for this city, bro. I know a lot of people will sit here and say, well, Perez, they, they put him at receiver and he was trash at receiver. They put him at DB and he couldn't get nothing. Lovey Smith made a bad decision putting that man in wide receiver. You don't mess up something that's the best at a position. They should have left him where he was at and kept it moving. Because in my opinion, the A-Dub, they took years off of his punt return and his kickoff returning career by trotting about their receiver. Yeah. But to your point, Lovey did make a mistake with um, putting him out there, Perez. That's one of the few things I will say about Lovey that was an opportunity right there. We look at this team with the, with the Chicago Bears. But looking at Devin Hester, bro, when you talked about his impact, we ain't even talking about the numbers, bro. Forget the numbers. But the impact... Mm-hmm. That stands alone by itself, bro. The fact that people don't want to kick it to you, Perez, you right. must be on something. Imagine if they did kick it to him. How many more touchdowns he would have, bro? That's How many right. more yards he would have, right? So awesome. you talk about impact-wise, man, I have never seen anyone like him with that kind of impact, bro. I've never seen it, you know? So it's great to see him in the Hall of Fame, but I'm also happy for the fact that this guy, man, was a legend on the field when it came down to putting on for the city of Chicago. I mean, he changed the game forever. I mean, right now, kickoffs don't even matter anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he changed that whole thing. And to the point that you made, which I think was even doper, imagine how many more touchdowns he would have had if teams didn't kick the ball away. Remember the Super Bowl. (laughs) They just played the Colts. Right. The whole week, everybody was like, don't kick the ball to Devin Hester. Don't kick the ball to Devin Hester. They kicked the ball to Devin Hester. What does he do? Mm. That man makes Super Bowl history, bro. First play of the game. Take them back to the house. Brother, my God, those were the good days. I'm over here smiling, thinking about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes. Bro, I was so happy when he did that, man. I was like, I was stunned. First of all, I was stunned. You know, they did on the first, you know, first kickoff return. And I'm like, dang, he just stunned the Colts, too. But they thought it was sweet. Man, he ran that boy back. I'm like, whoa. We're talking about in the Super Bowl, the biggest stage you can be on, man. It says a lot about Devin Hester, what type of prime time player he was. Yeah, I'm just I'm just so happy for this guy. And as we told you guys all this, <laughs> when he got in there, and obviously we're going to talk about Mongo here in a second, Stephen Michael got in. I was like, me and my boy Doug, we there. I, can't. I already booked my hotel. We there. You know what I mean? Because I'm excited. I mean, I've never gone to a Hall of Fame induction ceremony before, and I couldn't think of better guys, you know what I mean, for us to go out there and support. Now, Mongo, we all know about the struggles A-Dub, that he's dealing with with the ALS. Yeah. Bruh, it's just so heartfelt, man, just seeing, like, the outpour of support that he's receiving, not only just from the Chicago fan base, but from the NFL community, how they're embracing him and his wife. And seeing, you know, Mongo in there, like, this disease has really reduced him to a shell of himself. But you know that this honor means something to him, and it definitely means something to his wife. Absolutely, Perez. I know his wife been really supporting him through this entire process, and I'm quite sure we know this as well. She's been campaigning for the guy to get into the Hall of Fame as well. But this kind of brought tears to my eyes, bro, because I'm like, man, you know, he 
He's having some health challenges. I'm glad he's here to see this, but it's like, man, I'm happy that he's in. But at the same time, I'm like, man, how much longer, you know, would it be? The fact that the guy we're talking about, Mongo, what type of guy he was when he was a young guy, Perez, his personality, all that stuff, man. It's like, man, you just kind of feel for him and his family from that standpoint, from with the health thing. But overall, man, you're just happy for this guy. And you have tears of joy when you think about him getting into the Hall of Fame. And this is the thing that kind of uh, puts things in perspective, right? And this is why we all got to go out here and live our lives to the best of our abilities, because you never know what a situation right. like this can affect you. I mean, you talk about a younger guy, but he's still 66 years old. Eh, Dub? I mean, that's still relatively yeah. young. And he's being afflicted with this type of thing that has really wrecked havoc on his body, his mind, everything, right? It's it's really sad when you whenever they show him and he's in that hospital bed. Yep. Because that's not the Mongo that we know. That's not right. the scariest Mongo. That ain't the Mongo that used to be at, at Wrigley Field doing the uh, <laughs> stretch and challenging them umpires, right? Like, right. Doing crazy shit, man, that we all love, right? And yeah. So for me, it's just like this thing has reduced him to a shell of himself. Yep. And I hope that he's around to at least see himself inducted into the Hall of Fame. The resume speaks for itself, man. And the guy that we know, man, you talk about just being available, availability. I mean, it's like no other, man. And the fact that, you're right, his health has really made a big turn, bro. I hope he's able to see everything through and go out in peace, you know, um, at the end of the day. So that's what I'm hoping for when it comes to him, man. But definitely, we love him. Mongo, you were the man. One of the most underrated defensive tackles in the damn history of this league. I'm glad that he's getting his well-deserved honor there in Canton. He can't take that from him. He'll have that bust up forever. He was a winner, Perez. We didn't always win Super Bowls, right? We know that. We only got one in 85. But the thing is, man, with him on the team, this Bears team was very competitive, bro. And the division titles that the Chicago Bears were winning with them on it, he played a big part in that. And you talk about being an ultimate teammate, bro, that's exactly what he was. That He is now the sixth member of the 85 team to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So that says a lot about that team, but also the fact that that team should have won more. Yep. We can get into that into a different show. You know, so <laughs> into that a different show. Yes, sir. I don't, I don't get into that right now. <laughs> we, know, we know that team wanted to perform, you know, and, and that's crazy for me to say that because they're one of the greatest teams. Yeah. They should have won more than that one. Lastly, Julius Peppers. Now, I know a lot of people, when they think of him, they don't think of him as a bear because he was only here for four seasons. They think of him more of, as a Carolina Panther. But I'll tell you what, thing, man, when we went out there and got Pep, added him to a Lovey Smith defense, boy, that just gave that defense another shot in the arm. And Honestly, I felt like it wasn't even fair at the time. I'm like, wait a minute. Y'all went out there and got Pep now? Oh, right. Y'all better stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Wait, he was he was a bad motherfucker, boy. He was, Prince. And I know people always look at it and say, oh, man, when Khalil Mack got here, he was impactful. Montez Sweat showed the same thing when he got here, bro. When Julius Peppers got here, it was I'm like, hey, he came in like instant, bro. Instantly just changed the defense, bro. I mean, his impact, getting sacks, et cetera, was huge, man. And to your point, bro, on the team like the Bears, they're already focused on defense, and you add Peppers to it, hey, man, we go to a whole other level, bro. And I think that's what Julius Peppers brought to the Chicago Bears. Bro, he was just a freak of nature. I mean, people forget about this fact, they do, that the man not only played football at a high level in college, 
but he was on the Final Four team to do hoop too, and actually was <laughs> decent. Yeah, he actually played. You know, so I think it's Julius Peppers, boy. Jesus, they don't make him like that no more. No, nah, they don't, man. I mean, he's an athlete, bro. I only, I only seen a few athletes like that, man, who can play for sure multiple sports. Well, A-Dub, as we get closer to locking down this show, let's get into our predictions here on some of these Bears pending free agents, right? So you and I have already talked at nauseam about Jalen Johnson and the things that have been said about him, whether it's Orion Poles, what his teammates have said. So now, first name on our list here, Jalen Johnson. Is he staying or is he gone? He is staying, friends. The guy is staying, man. I think Ryan Poles, he didn't know at first, he understands this guy's value. He understands it very clearly, friends, and he's going to probably work to find a way to get this guy back on the team for sure. He is a priority, and I think Ryan Poles will make that happen, man. I think he stays. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he stays as well. It's the fact that you can just tell that Jalen wants to be back. And for me, when both sides have that mutual respect and that mutual willingness to want a partner, it just makes a situation like this easy. So, again, I think for us, it's not a matter of will he return. It's just in what capacity. Is it going to be a long-term contract or is it going to be on the franchise tag? So Yeah, absolutely, Perez. And I know Jen Johnson would love to avoid the franchise tag, you know, and probably get a long-term contract, but – you know, Ryan Post has some options on his hand, so I totally respect that as well. Darnell, buddy, boom. He goes, Perez. He goes, man. And you know me, man. You know I love Darnell Mooney, man. But seeing how this last season has gone for him, it's tough, man. You and I talked about how he and Justin Fields just weren't on the same page. I mean, so much that didn't go right for him, bro, um, throughout the season. And now you can just look at it and say, you know what? Maybe the Bears are going to move on from you, especially looking at the draft that you talked about, getting a high-end wide receiver. At that point, really saying that Money Moon, you're kind of being pushed to the side, you know, even further. So at that point, bro, you can see him leaving. Yeah, I mean, this one, obviously, audience, you're not going to be surprised to hear this answer from me. I think he leaves as well. I mean, Money Moon had a solid start to his career. I mean, A-Dub would be on the show going crazy over the guy and his potential. And, and, and listen, it did look promising. Right at one point, but you know, the last couple seasons here, it was underwhelming. Uh, we've talked about that chemistry or their lack of with Justin. I just think he needs a change of scenery, so I think he leaves as well. All right, Yannick and Gakwe, does he stay or does he leave? I think he leaves, Prez, because when we first got him, I had some high expectations for him, bro. I'm like, I think, man, Gakwe gonna be pretty good for the Bears. I thought he'd be more impactful than where what he was this past season. And just seeing the fact that you know what, it wasn't there. I don't really see why the Bears would want to keep him at this point, bro. It's like, well, we didn't get the production out of him that we we're hoping for, so it just doesn't make sense in my opinion. I think when when Ryan Poles made this move, I think he made this move thinking it was gonna have this effect that the Montez Sweat move had. Because yeah. at the time, when you bring in a guy like this who basically is a double-digit sack guy every season, you know, pretty much in his career, he didn't have that type of impact here. But I think he leaves for a different reason. I think he leaves because the Bears are probably going to draft an edge rusher, I think, there in that first round. And I think mm -hmm. that's going to signal his exit. But also, too, you got to think about the type of money that they paid for him to come in here. Yeah, You already got Montez Sweat on the other side to sign that monster extension. You're not going to pay another guy double digits on that defensive front. 
But I'm quite sure that, you know what, Nguakwe may want to have a bounce-back season. Probably can do it elsewhere, though, you know. But the thing is, I don't think the guy's done. And I didn't think it was a bad thing for the Bears to go after him either, bro. I, I was like, hey, it was a good move. Just didn't work out in Chicago. That's kind of how I see it, though, you know. Justin Jones, staying or leaving? Justin Jones staying, baby. I think he's staying, Perez. Um, I know a lot of people, people may not be so high on Justin Jones, but in my opinion, man, I thought he was a big factor, you know, in stopping the run, bro. And you know the Bears are probably one of the best teams, you know, uh, at stopping the run. And I thought he played a big factor in that. So I think a guy like him, man, still got value, still doing some good things on the football field. I think he stays, bro, no matter what the Bears decide to do at the position. This was a tough one for me. I lean to him staying. However, I think it's possible that they can look for an upgrade this offseason. But I think right now, if you're asking me what I think, I think he stays. I think he's been solid as the three technique in the uh, Ibafusa's defense, A-Dub. And I think yeah. one of the things about him this most recent season is I like some of what we saw from him from a pass rush standpoint. I thought that he showed a really good ability there. He so, did. Yeah, so I think for me, Justin Jones has been solid and I think you could get away with him for another season if possible. Yeah, bro. And to your point, and then like the guy really fell off or anything like that, right? He kind of gave us some good production, man. I thought he had some impact there that made sense. So we'll see what Ryan Poe decides to do. But, you know, right now, but to your point, looks like he might be staying. Lucas Patrick, stay in or go? He got to go. <laughs> I think <laughs> we got this Green Bay dude. We expected more out of him, bro. Uh, we just didn't get what we wanted, you know, um, at center. Or at guard, it's like it just didn't work out for Lucas Patrick here in Chicago. And again, for various reasons, health reasons, etc. Man, it was just a tough situation overall that didn't pan out. I give him credit for you know stepping in and trying to do a good job and fighting through injuries and all that stuff. But the results wasn't what we're looking for, and we know how important that O line really is to the Chicago Bears. And I just think that Lucas Patrick may be on the go. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think he's got to go. <laughs> um, we know that he wasn't the answer, didn't get the job done. Most of the time when we were talking about the, the interior of the offensive line, if there was somebody that was fucking up, it was probably Lucas Patrick, right? And so we, <laughs> we already know what it is here. So I don't see him returning. I think the Bears, if they were smart, they looked to that draft to find that replacement at the center position. There's so many really talented players in this draft on the interior of the line. I think that Brian Poles and his staff will get it done in the draft. So, Lucas yeah. Patrick, he out of here. Yeah, he got him. <laughs> Dan Feeney, what's up, A-Dub? You know what, Perez? It's so much more I think we need to see out of Dan Feeney. And I know the Bears traded for him. I'm like, okay, do we see a lot out of him, you know? And to me, I still think that he's a guy that could be a decent or solid rotational piece, you know, for the Bears, you know? And I think um, – he may be a guy I can see sticking around a little bit longer, bro, because I look at the fact that the price tag, right, is they really going to cost the Bears a lot to keep a guy like him. And you know what our O-line has been over the years, bro. We've been playing that musical chairs, people getting injured. It's almost hard to trust the O-line. He just needs some depth. And I think he's one of those depth pieces. So, I mean, you pretty much hit it on, on the head. They gave him draft capital. With something like that, I think that Ryan Poles and his team are probably going to give him every chance to show value. So yeah. I think he does return. And mostly just because they get a draft cap. Also, you can never have too much depth at that position they do. And I think that he's a veteran guy that you can plug in, you know, if needed. Right. So I think right. he's a guy that I wouldn't mind if he returned. Robert Tardy, what we doing? Think we moving on. I think he goes, bro. 
Um, and part of the reason I look at this is that Cole Komet <laughs> was awesome this past season. And Robert Tunyon didn't do much at all, really, bro. And that's, a lot of it's not even his fault, really. It's just that the Bears really didn't show up a huge need for him, really. And from that standpoint, you look at him and say, you know what? Do the Bears really need to continue to operate? Could they go in the draft and get somebody, right, for tight end? Why not get younger, right? So I think they could possibly move on for Tanya, man, and let him go ahead and walk. This is the craziest thing because during training camp, we were all talking about how Tanya could be a red zone option out there, how him and Justin Fields were looking pretty good there, getting chemistry with one another. Yep. Then the season comes around, we saw none of that, right? And that's just right. one of the things that we saw with Luke Getty in that offense where it was just very confusing. I'm like, okay, why – why is there no chemistry here? Why are we not getting this person involved? To right. the point that you made about Cole Komet, hey, Cole Komet, man, he's breaking out. He's really emerging here in this league, but we need to get a solid tight end, too, on this team with him. And yeah. I think that might be something that they may show up in free agency, but Robert Sardian, he has to go. <laughs> we moving on, baby. Mercedes Lewis, another tight end on the roster. See, there we go, right there, Perez. So you look at that, you look at that telling you, look at that Mercedes Lewis. You're like, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't have both of them, right? And for me, I'm looking at Mercedes Lewis. I'm like, you know what? You probably can go with the vet, you know. I mean, he's not gonna be your second tight end, you know. We already know that Perez no, no probably way. gonna be your yeah. third guy. So it's like, well, right. he knows his role. Why not keep him, bro? So I think a guy like that having a vet, you can definitely continue to work with. And then to your point, man, get a definitely get a a second tight end for sure. You know there's going to be someone that has to play a pivotal role. But I can see Mercedes Lewis staying. I think he's going to stay. Well, a guy like Mercedes Lewis, who's already gone on record and says that he wants to return next season for his 19th season, the Bears would be wise, to your point, A-Dub, to bring him back. You got to think about the type of experience and expertise that he brings to that tight end room and how that will yeah. be valuable for like, – it will continue to be valuable for Cole Komet. Yep. But – Mercedes Lewis was still an asset on the field. As a blocker, anytime he was out there on the field, he made things happen. And I think he would be a valuable piece to bring back next season. Absolutely. And you love veteran leadership, Press. You know me. I'm a big opponent of that anyhow. Dr. Farmer, what's going on here? Woo! You know what, Press? The Bears got some running backs, bro. And <laughs> you and I know that the only way one of these guys get used the way they should, probably should be used is if one of them get hurt, right? So you look at the fact you talk about Roshan Johnson, how you feel about this kid going forward who deserves some more carries. I can see a guy like Dante Foreman, the Bears moving on from him. And not because he's a bad running back. It's because they look at the fact that, hey, how much room do we have for a guy like him? You know, when right. you see – the running back like Roshan Johnson on or up at that, you know? You got Khalil Herbert. We saw what he did as well when he get the carries. So at this point, you could let one of them go. Not I think Foreman would be the man out to go. I also think he'll be the odd man out, not because of talent or their lack of. It's just because right. it's a numbers game. And the Bears tried that running back by committee shit last season. And to your point, A-Dub, there wasn't enough footballs to go around. Because each one of those guys showed you their value when they got the ball. Absolutely, bro. And, and so in this situation with Foreman, I think he's going to go on to another team. He put a lot of film out there, and he showed some teams he could be a potential number one back in this league. If yeah, definitely one or two for sure, you know. He deserves some carries, and the guy still got something left in the tank. I think another reason that you could probably think that he's gone is the fact that he was a healthy scratch the final three or four games of the season. 
And that's when they decided to give the ball to Herbert and give the ball to Johnson, right? So I think right yeah. then and there, they kind of made their mind on what they were going to do. The fact is, he got a chance to show that when he does get the opportunity, he go out there and execute. So good for him. He should do very good and land another job somewhere else. All right, edge rusher Rasheed Green. Mm. You know what, Perez? When it came to Rasheed Green, I was expecting some out of him too, bro. You know, we're talking about in Guacway, what he's able to do. I was looking for Green to really step up, bro. And the fact that I didn't see a lot from him last season, bro. I'm like, man, the Bears may decide to move on from him, you know. He's the guy who I think the Bears are probably going to say he can go. This is the thing, man. Even when he made the team, I didn't understand the move, right? There were guys that I thought that performed better than him. Yeah. And so, honestly, he didn't have the impact that he should have had for a guy that was given an opportunity that I didn't think that he deserved. And so, if you're asking me if he's going to go or stay, he should have never been here to begin with. Conversation a bit for the star, man. But you know what? I think Ryan Post is trying to figure some things out on that line, bro. Like, look, I need to get some pieces there where people can apply pressure, man, because we were just so bad, right, bro? Really bad to the point that we felt we needed a guy like him. Uh, it was people that outperformed him in, in, in training camp in preseason last year, and they got cut, and you and you keep this guy on the damn roster. So, you know what I'm saying? You reap what you sow, as they say. And this one didn't work out, and he is out of here. Patrick Scales. I think with Patrick Scales, man, I believe he continued to stay, man. I don't see an issue with Patrick Scales, bro. Not at all. Hey, man, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I think he stays as well. I don't see any reason they do why you move off from Patrick Scales. This guy has not missed a game in seven straight seasons. Dependable, that's all you ask for. And you know you're going to get him back at the vet minimum. So why not? I have no issues with Patrick Scales whatsoever. I totally agree with everything you just shared on that perspective, man. All right, now. Equinibius St. Brown. Woo! St. Brown, man. You know what? That's a tough one, though, because I know what he is and I know what he isn't. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I mean? He is who he is, bro. So right. you look at him and say, you know what? He does have some value. He's done some good things to this team. He's not a star wide receiver or anything like that. So to this point, man, I think there's still some value to him. Now look at this wide receiver depth chart the Chicago Bears have. He's a guy who could either stay or go, really, you know, because the value of him as far as that price tag may not be ridiculous, you know. But if the Bears looking to upgrade to get better receivers, I can see a guy like him gone for sure. Yeah. When they re-signed him last year, I kind of said, you know what, that's good for the for the position, for the room. He has value there in the run game, as we talk about often on the show. But did he miss – most of the season last year with injury. And so when I look at what they're going to do with the position for next season, I think this whole position room is going to get overhauled. And yeah. I think that he's going to probably be a guy that we probably see leave. Now, does he have value? Absolutely. Yep. But I just don't see going forward how he'll be a fit with what the Bears are looking to do on offense going forward. And to your point, you don't see a guy like him, man, getting an opportunity like that. So he may be a guy out because of that reason alone. Dylan Cole. I think Dylan Cole goes as well, Perez. I mean, I mean, he's a guy, what you talk about, primary on special teams. I mean, you yeah. can always get players like that anyhow, right? So I think a guy like him is like, you know what? The Bears probably going to see what some other players could possibly do on this team. So I can see a guy like him they're moving on from. 
This one could go either way. I think yeah. with a guy you talk about a veteran who has that experience, not only playing on special teams, but in a reserve role. I don't know. Um, I think they probably end up moving on from him, probably maybe find somebody to replace him via the draft or whatnot. But honestly, bro, uh, it could go either way. Yeah. Uh, so this one, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Makes sense. Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman will be gone. And the thing is, Perez, I have not seen what the Bears see in him. I just don't know what they're looking for in this guy here, man. I don't know, bro. I'm still shocked he's still on the roster. You know, like, why are we still holding on to Nathan Peterman? But the thing is, man, if you talk about his value and being a third-string quarterback, I just don't see what he's bringing to the table, you know? And with that, he has never shown me anything that says he's worthy of that, you know? So I think the Bears might decide to move on from him, bro. But he's been on this team for a couple of years now. Who knows? He might decide to stay against the third-string quarterback. But for me, I think he should go. So this is the one where I always criticize the organization for continuing to bring him back. But I'm going to say something that's going to surprise the audience. I think he returns. Mm. Not that I want that. But I think if the Bears do end up drafting a Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever the fuck else, you need a veteran in that quarterback room. And if Tyson Beijing is going to be your backup quarterback, you need to have a veteran there that those guys can kind of bounce ideas off of. Even if Justin Fields is the quarterback, you still want to have that veteran that can kind of coach him up and help him out and compliment what Shane Walter is going to be doing as the OC. So in this situation here, it seems like this Bears organization values him as a football mind. I don't really value him on what he does on the field, but hey, there's probably some intangibles that he's doing in the building that we're not privy to. So I just think that he'll probably end up staying because they keep bringing the guy back. I think, you know what, Perez, he may be a guy looking at down the road, a little bit further down the road as a potential, maybe coach, who knows, man. But it got to be something to it while they continue to do it. Trent Taylor. I think Trent Taylor goes. I mean, I, I think a guy like him is solid, bro. You talk about you know, um, punt returns and things of that nature. I just think that, you know what, the Bears can always upgrade, you know? And I think that's been a problem for us the last couple of seasons. We talk about punt returners. We've been having some struggles there, bro. We've been trying people out there left and right, and it has not worked out. He's been okay, but could the Bears get better at that position? Absolutely. So I think a guy like him, they move on from. Trent Taylor goes. You already know how I feel about this when he goes. I was pissed off that we had to burn a roster spot on the guy. No disrespect yeah. to him, but I'd rather them get a guy that can play that position, but also can help us out on offense as well. And they would try to utilize Trent Taylor on offense. And anytime he went out there, I'm like, okay, this shit going to be fucking epic feel. It just never looked good. You talk about a guy that has a four seven four six four seven speed. It just wasn't a good fit. I right. know that everybody said, oh, he's a solid court returner or this and that. Yeah, he was sure-handed and whatever, and that helped. But we need an upgrade here at that position and also somebody that can play on offense as well. Absolutely, bro. That's what's about right there. So we'll see if the Bears have that same mindset that you have, right? <laughs> we'll see. All right, our last guy, Josh Blackwell. Josh Blackwell stays. I think I've seen enough for him, bro, from a depth piece at corner 
that he stick around. You know, Blackwell isn't no Jalen Johnson. We know that already, right? But the dude, bro, has shown me something, man. He's solid, bro. And you do need some depth pieces, you know, when it comes down to corner. And I think the guy's serviceable for sure. So I would love to see him back. I think he stays. I think he stays as well. And I think the big thing here is we got some really talented young corners. And I'm not even just talking about when you think of Jalen, if you think of Tyreek, even Kyler Gordon. The backups, those are the guys that I'm like looking at a Terrell Smith or Josh Blackwell. Yeah, these are guys that are really shown hey, they can be dependable out there. And then, especially the guy like Josh Blackwell, who showed you that he can play on special teams as well. So, honestly, this is a guy right here that I would love for them to bring back on a one year deal. All right, A Dub, man, before we get out of here, I'm gonna need your Super Bowl prediction. And uh, I'm going to go over here to this uh, little counter here at the hotel in about 20 minutes and put in my bet. So what what, what you doing? 28-24, Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, I'm rolling with him. Yep. And the audience, if you guys aren't locked into what we're doing on Chicago State of Mind, we, we publish articles on a daily basis. I released an article today where I gave all of my better predictions, not only just on the game, but I gave you guys some really good prop decks. So check us out, Chicago State of Mind, on the Substack app, S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K. Search Chicago State of Mind. You'll find all of our work. So anyway, in that piece, I wrote about the fact that while the 49ers are the favorites, I can never count on the Patrick Mahomes, the guy special. He always he finds a way to get it done. My prediction was that the Chiefs would win 31 to 26. Mm. I think this game is going to be one of those games where we're going to have an epic battle where it's going to go back and forth. I think the fourth quarter is going to be super exciting. Patrick Mahomes is going to pull some magic out of the hat in that fourth quarter and win the game for the Chiefs. So, hey, Dub, I got the Chiefs going back to back. We're going to see Taylor Swift on the field. Having a moment with Travis Kelsey. I know y'all don't like all that stuff. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it, y'all. Hey, man. She is good for business. That's all I'm going to say about that. Ain't <laughs> she? 300 million and add all those Swifties. You got all these Swifties watching this game now. Hey, listen, the Super Bowl is already the most watched game ever. Now you got all these Taylor Swift fans watching this shit, man. Please. <laughs> this Super Bowl will be epic, man. It's going to be epic. I'm excited. I can't wait. Bro, you right there where the action is at, man. <laughs> yes, sir, man. I couldn't miss it, bro. I couldn't miss the opportunity, bro. Found an option. After the game I covered, I looked and I was like, wait a minute. I can get this price for this. I can get the flight for this price. Hey, you know, I jumped at that shit. I was like, whoa, whoa. Then I used some points for the hotel. Got a spot at the Luxor. Could not believe it. I'm like, thought the place Ooh. was sold out. And it looks so it's, it's low key, but this is where all media stand. This is where all the yeah. action is with the hotel. So, bruh, man, I just can't wait. And you know what? I'm gonna try to find me some last minute tickets to this game, too. We that's what I'm talking about. Make it special, bro. Make it special. You know, they always say the early bird gets the worm, but sometimes you wait to the last second, sometimes you get some deals. <laughs> and uh, and it, it worked out for me this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, bro. Have fun as you're already doing, man. I just can't wait till you and I actually cover the Super Bowl when our teams are here. Because honestly, I don't want to be covering no damn Super Bowl when there's other teams involved and all that stuff. Like, what, what do we get out of that? 
We're not getting any content off of that. That's just right. more just us just being there just because. So at least today, I could just be down here soaking in the environment and just watching a really good game and seeing my boy Usher out there tearing it up at halftime. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Salute to Usher. You deserve this here, man. Salute to you. But you're right, bro. I'm with you, man. I would love to see the Chicago Bears make it to the Super Bowl, man. And we down there covering. That's what I would love, man. That's on my wish list for sure. Uh, listen, that's why we need Ryan Poles to execute right now. Do not fuck up this quarterback situation. Because <laughs> if he does that, he sets his franchise back a decade. I'm not even being dramatic when I say that. He gets it right. Listen, we got a window here, man. We have a very young team. We have the opportunity to do something very special here this offseason, the next offseason. He's got to get this quarterback decision correct. I hope that we do get to the point A, but we're crossing that off your wish list. And you can sit here and remember this episode to say, man, remember what we were talking about, man, covering the Super Bowl? We ain't talking about it no more because we here. Right. I want that for us. I want that for us. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Make it happen, Ryan Poles. Come on, man. Come on. Well, listen, audience. Your boy Prez, I'm about to go get some sleep here because I got a very long day after, <laughs> I, after I get these bets in. I'm taking a little bit of a nap, A-Dub. But uh, we appreciate you guys and your continued support for helping make us a top-tier Chicago Bears podcast. I know we always say that on the end of the shows, but we mean that. Listen, man, this show means a lot to us. It's very important to A-Dub and I that we have a place that we can go to, that we can speak our mind about this team, where nobody's slapping us on the wrist and Hey, don't say it like this and don't do it like that. We can do and say whatever the hell we want to on this show. And we appreciate the fact that you guys rock with us on that. So thanks for listening. Until next time, we are out.